0: Welcome back to Pastor's Prophecy Hour, your midweek installment of the Greater Life Church podcast. I'm Landon, and I'm here again with Pastor Andrew talking about this next episode. Pastor Andrew, recently I've been finding it really difficult to trust things I read in the news. There's so much misinformation out there, whether it's the Ukraine situation or even this recent leak from the Supreme Court.
1: Yeah, and that's true, you know. In this podcast, we're going to look at a recent leak from the Supreme Court in regards to abortion. We're gonna talk about that, and also everybody listening needs to understand that whatever the headlines say, There's always more going on, and it's my hope that in this episode, I help them understand that and and kind of think on their own.
0: That's great. I feel like we have more to cover when it comes to events at the end. Do we have more of that in store this week?
1: Yeah, and we looked at the Four Horsemen and the SEALs in detail from a historical view. This week is more like what personally I believe, that it's something that's been going on for quite some time as far as what the seals are, the horsemen and the riders, but it's something that's going to get worse towards the end. We'll talk about that topic. Then we're going to have some fun with the trumpets and uh, (laughs) really take a common sense approach to some of the things that we find in the book of Revelation.
0: Sounds great. Let's get into it.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Landon. Let's talk about current events before we get into uh, prophecy. So many of you, or some of you, maybe not many of you, um, on Monday a story broke in Politico that was revealing the anticipated ruling of Roe versus Wade, or the overturning of Roe versus Wade by the Supreme Court. However, it it's been construed or presented that way, but that's not really what's happening. There's a case in Mississippi that is limiting abortion and if the supreme court rules in favor of that then it opens up the door for states to make their own laws so in essence it it basically roe versus wade says that the federal government sets the laws in regards to abortion however this ruling would put it back to the states so uh, on the one hand, you have a media narrative that says Roe versus Wade is being overturned and women are being stripped of their rights and all these kinds of things. And then on the other hand, uh, you ha- you have that Roe versus Wade is being overturned. Yay, the Christians won and, and you know, lives for babies. Some of that is true. but The fight is not over. That's what I want you to hear. That the headlines and all of the the, the leaking and everything like that, we're not going to get into any of that. We're going to get into the actual issue if we can, because it's at the top of my mental list in current events of abortion. Why is pro-life important enough as an issue that it should steer our politics, our lives? Why is it important? What is the big quote-unquote deal? Well, I'll give you a little bit of information, but before I go there, I want you to know that on the back end of the Roe versus Wade leak, or the leak that was going to, in essence, pave the way so that can be overturned. There have been a few things happen. Number one, there are protests already at the steps of the Supreme Court uh, that happened almost instantaneously. The state of California has already changed their policies as a state to include travel expenses for people traveling to and from California to get an abortion. As of today, Amazon, Citigroup, and Yelp have already announced that they would cover expenses, travel, and abortion itself for all of their employees if they choose to go and have an abortion. The world we live in is in a spiritual battle for the soul of humanity. I've said countless times that the measure of society is the way they treat their elderly and their children. Abortion in total, has lost a lot of traction because of technology, ultrasounds, and now 3D ultrasounds, 4D ultrasounds. Technology has entered into the arena to where young people are finally saying, okay, wait a minute, that is not a clump of cells, that is a human being, that is a baby. It really isn't about anybody's right to choose. It's more about, is it a life or is it not? And we've got to begin and end with Scripture. If we start on any other ground, then we are not following our conviction as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ and those who stand upon the Word of God. Abortion is a spiritual issue. The spiritual side of it, well, let's go through some statistics just so we can I'll get caught up on this. Just go through these. Killers in world history, the Holocaust, 11 million. Genghis Khan, 40 million. United States abortion since 1973 is now at 61 million. The number one killer in all of world history. The number one killer in the black community is not HIV. The numbers are right there before you. Homicides, diabetes, accidental deaths, cancer deaths, heart disease death, or any of the 285,522,000 522,000 causes annual death combined. Deaths of black lives via abortion is 363,705 annually. Annually. Every year. This is how many precious black babies are dying. Abortion statistics. one of the things that we hear all the time is what about rape and incest did you know there are two current United States senators that are quote-unquote products of rape and yet they're serving in the United States Senate are their lives important absolutely 1.5 percent abortions due to rape and incest actual that issue 85 percent of unmarried 50 percent under 24 years old 33% at current rates, an estimated one-third of U.S. women will have an abortion by age 45. One-third. 80% surgical, 20% chemical, and that's up 10% because of the the invention of Plan B. And then you see those two other statistics. Next slide. This is encouraging. 1973, we see 16.3 times 1,000 abortions. 16.1 down to 135 as 2017, in five years that's the drop. Do you know why? Because some states are actually putting prohibitions in place for abortion and being successful. Now, statistically or legally in the UK today, pregnancy is not considered a human being for the first 24 weeks. It is not a human being. Doctors, hospitals, none of that, they call it a pregnancy. They do not talk about the baby. They don't talk about those types of things until after 24 weeks. It is not a person. That, friends, is a 24-week-old preemie. That is what a baby looks like at 24 weeks outside of the womb, which means inside of the womb, the baby looks just like that too. And it can live on its own. And I'm not even getting into late-term, partial birth. I'm talking about these things. In Leviticus chapter 20, verse 2 and 3, it talks about the spiritual nature of what I consider to be the source of this evil in our society. I mean, you guys know that there are spiritual roots to all the evil that's in the world, right? Leviticus chapter 20, beginning in verse 2. It says, If any of them offer their children as sacrifice to Moloch, they must be put to death. The people of the community must stone them to death. I, I myself will turn against them and cut them off from the community because they have defiled my sanctuary and brought shame on my holy name by offering their children to Molech. Molech is a, a god in the ancient world that required those who worshipped him to sacrifice their children. That What they would do is they would take the child and place it into a statue's hands. The statue would be um, have a fire around it to where it would be so hot that it would turn red a bronze statue and they would place the child in the hands of the statue until the, the child sacrifice was complete that's what offering their children to Molech meant the image of Molech historically speaking is an owl do you remember what we saw last week with the video of the imagery that was tied to an OWL, and then tied directly to Planned Parenthood. If the Supreme Court adopts the initial draft majority opinion of Justice Samuel Alito, the one that was leaked, the retreat on abortion's rights would be sweeping and immediate. At least 23 states have pre row abortion bans still in the books, or have passed a so-called trigger law That would sharply limit access to the procedure if Roe were ever to be overturned. Now, if the federal government, Supreme Court, actually does rule in a way that it overturns or gives it back to the states, that means 23 states immediately abortion becomes illegal. That, friends, would save thousands upon thousands upon thousands of babies. However, you and I have talked about this, that anytime there's one thing happening, there's a lot of other things probably happening too. Did you know that there could be a reason for the leak? There probably is. It's probably sinister. And a couple of things I'd like to bring to you, just, just chew on it, think about it. You don't have to do anything with it. It's just, this is where my mind has been as I've been thinking. Why this issue? Why now? Well, they're already protesting I believe that in, I think it's seven or eight weeks from now, it actually officially will be out as far as the ruling goes. You know, you hear people talking about they let this out to pressure the justices to change their mind or or to do a different ruling or whatever the case may be. I'm not really paying attention to those kinds of things because I can't figure out what they're going to do. They've got to make those decisions in the Supreme Court themselves. But I do think if the riots take to the streets like they have in previous election years they may use this as an opportunity to close in-person voting for the safety of the citizens it could also be something that was released and came out on the same day as another document drop was released from Pfizer in regards to the vaccine it's my understanding that 80,000 pages were released from Pfizer now I didn't read 80,000 pages But I did enough research to find out a few things that were in these documents. Number one, they have found out that the efficacy of that particular vaccine was only actually 12%, not 95% as previously advertised. Secondly, they found that babies in the womb were affected drastically. Miscarriages, different other things that would happen to the children in the womb. The third thing they found is that there are significant heart issues with younger people. And when I say younger people, I mean under 30 and in children. These are things that will come out more and more. And, and there was a court case where they were fighting to release these papers for 75 years. And it was overturned. This happened months ago. And the judge said, no, you have to release 80,000 to 100,000 documents every 30 days or something like that. So, the day the leak came out was the day that this document dump happened. Our government has been doing this for decades. We can get into false flags, and we can get into misdirection, and we can get into all these things, and, and really, it won't get us anywhere. But anytime there's a significant announcement that happens on a Friday afternoon or in an inconspicuous time, you're going to want to look beyond the headlines that, uh, that everybody's talking about and see what else happened today. Because there's probably something else that happened that they don't want you to look at. It's the shiny ball, look over here, right? What does this have to do with prophecy? Well, two things. Number one, God intervenes when children suffer. He, he doesn't allow things to go on forever. Think of the two times in Scripture. Number one, God intervened with Moses when the Hebrew children were being slaughtered. He sent the deliverer in Moses, right? Second time, God intervened. He sent a man who was fully God and fully man named Jesus. And again, all the baby boys under two years old were being slaughtered trying to kill Jesus. God does not allow evil to go unchecked. At some point, he's going to intervene and step in. Now, somebody asked me, when do I think the rapture is going to occur? How soon do I think the rapture is going to occur? I don't know. I've I've told you, I'm never going to tell you a date. I'm not even going to give you a window. But I'll tell you this. I've been around long enough to see what I would consider a cycle, at least one cycle, probably two, to where evangelical Christians who believe in a pre-trib rapture got to a point, and I, I say frenzy in a loving way, got into a frenzy, like... Jesus is coming tomorrow. Jesus is coming tomorrow. We may as well not even plan anything. You know, I'm not going to buy you a Christmas gift. And one, one of the times I think about is Y2K. <laughs> and, 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 and while I'm saying it's okay to plan, it's okay to be prepared, I don't know if what the Scripture says, I don't know if God's done with the world yet. Because the only reason we're here is because He's patient. And his heart is that many more would come to him. His mercy is the reason. We're like, Jesus, come quickly. I'm ready to go now. And he's like, and leave all of these people behind. If it was up to us, we'd be gone, right? Okay, you know, one bad day, that's it. Forget it, we're gone. Somebody crosses us or fusses at us or does something wrong, uh, you know, we're out of here. But this is why it's in the hands of God. And what I, what I bring it back to is I've seen, a, I've seen cycles, and, and a lot of it has to do with America. Uh, the United States is this beacon of hope, and it is because it is the highest concentration of evangelical, spirit-filled believers in the world. Now, we've seen shifts, Europe and South America, and revivals broken out in different areas of the world. But... Since America has been a thing founded on religious freedom and all of those kinds of things, and as bad as our history has been, it's also been very good. And people love Jesus in America, and a lot of them. And as long as I've seen this cycle of America go into this this pit, this despair, this need for, for, for revival again, and then it comes back. I talked about it on Sunday. How the Holy Spirit showed up here and then showed up here and then showed up here. And now he's doing such a great work now. So all of that being said is, when do you think it's going to happen, Andrew? I don't know. It would not surprise me if we had 20 more years to do the work of the kingdom here on the earth. And it also would not surprise me if it was two weeks. I was joking with somebody out there in the the lobby before uh, Brian was telling me that, they had two more food plants, distribution centers burned uh, over the past week, and I said, oh man, and then I thought to myself, well, I could lose a few pounds, I'll be all right, I like rice okay, you know, that's the one that you, you can always find, right, rice is okay, you know, <laughs> anyway. All that being said, I'll leave you with this in in regards to the current events talk. Then we'll get into some stuff. We need to be vigilant. We need to be prayerful. We need to be hopeful in Jesus, period. At the end of the day, abortion is just another thing that the church is commanded to fight against. On our knees and in the public theater as well. Amen? Let's push back against it. How do I do that, Pastor? Pray. Pray. I didn't know if I was going to share this part, but I will. There's a man named Zachary King who at age 14 was at the highest levels of witchcraft, became a warlock, dabbled with it, grew up Baptist, and then got drawn into some of these things. Now, this young man at that time over the next couple of years, learned that abortion was something that the occult was very heavily involved with. Got recruited to be in a clinic to where he would be in the clinic and do a spell in the process of the procedure, in essence, committing this child to a pagan deity. Found out that this was happening in multiple clinics also find out, found out that there were women that literally would get pregnant on purpose for the purpose of going and aborting the child. They had been told by this evil idea that somehow doing that was blood sacrifice for their own sin. It was a perversion of what actually happened upon the cross. Zachary King, the reason why I know it, has given his testimony time and time again and now is... A believer upon Jesus Christ and travels all over the world sharing that it's not just a medical procedure, there's something far more sinister going on. You know what? I just want to take a minute and pause and let's pray. Jesus, only you can seek and save those that are lost. And God, as we learn about these statistics and we learn about these things, they're troubling to our hearts tonight. They're troubling to our hearts, God, and we ask you right now in Jesus' name that that you would not let this burden be wasted. But God, help us to pray, help us to intercede, help us to fight in the spirit realm, the good fight to come against this darkness. And God, we pray right now that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord Jesus, come against the kingdom of darkness. Use us to be prayer warriors in this battle and god that you may use our words and use uh, uh, the 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 holy spirit within us god use us holy spirit to continue to pray over these things and and lord to be active in our communities to make wise decisions in who we choose to lead this land in jesus name amen take a deep breath after that one. My goodness. The events of the end, part two. Revelation chapter four. We talked about the seals. We talked about the, what the four horsemen could be historically. We talked about what they might look like, but let's go through um, another version or another view, if we can, of the seals and the horsemen. We'll start there. I want you to understand first these things. I believe that the four horsemen is a picture of what is to come, but I also believe the four horsemen represent what is happening now. So as we look at these things, these things are present in our life and in our world today, but there is an acceleration toward the end. It's kind of like as we understand sin and how it is today, and also understanding that sin will be more rampant as we move toward the end. Rebellion will be more rampant as we move toward the end. The evils of this world will continue to accelerate until God steps in and puts a stop to it. And one of the, one of the things that's happening is he is separating his people from those who turn away from him. There can be no question, we still Even in our churches today, there are people that really don't serve Jesus, that put on a good show, but they really don't have a relationship with God. And there will be, I believe, the closer we get to the time of the end, there will be less and less room for gray in that area. That you're either for him or against him, and if you're in the doors of a church, one of two things is going to happen. You're going to be convicted and your life will be changed forevermore, and you'll receive Jesus Christ, or you'll feel so, so um, uncomfortable that you can't even walk into the doors anymore, unless you're ready to confess and turn away and repent from your sin. Amen? So we pray that revival will happen and we'll get rid of what we would call the chaff. In the church today, that well, we just we like it because of the community, or we we like the coffee, or we like the music, or we like the pastor, and all of these. We want you to be here and in any church because you love Jesus, Amen. So I believe all of these things are progressing towards the end of time, and they will continue to accelerate. I'd like to show you four scenes in heaven. Four scenes in heaven. Revelation chapter 4, verse 7. In the center and around the throne were four living beings, each covered with eyes front and back. First of these living beings was like a lion. Second, like an ox. Third, had a human face. And the fourth, like an eagle in flight. Scene number one, the lion. As we go into the seals these creatures now step forward again. And John the Revelator writes, the first creature, which we just read is the lion, says, now go and open this seal. Chapter six, verse one says, then I heard one of the four living beings say with a voice like thunder, come. I looked up and saw a white horse standing there. So you see the scene is the first creature, like a lion, saying, come and look at this. The white horse and its rider. The white horse and its rider was, had a bow and had a crown. It represents the kings and the lords of the earth. The bow symbolizes conquering and the crown, dominion. The white horse and its rider stands for earthly rule and authority and dominion. Matthew 24, 7 reminds us, or tells us, Jesus said, that nation will rise against nation. That's been happening for a long time. I believe the white horse has been around for a long time. That it's part of the world system, and it's part of the manipulation of our national and and our worldly governments. The Scriptures lay out how the kingdom... If we belong to the kingdom of Christ, we can expect persecution from the rulers of this world already happening today. Jesus is our heavenly king and far greater than any principality or power on the earth, but God has put all things under his feet. Did you know that Jesus once referred, and Paul did too, both of them referred to the devil as God of this earth? Little g, of course. But Jesus himself and Paul both referred to the devil as the God of this earth. We call him the prince of this realm. At the end of the day, the devil has the freedom to do as he will upon the earth within the limits of God's sovereignty. Now, we got to make sure we say within the limits of God's sovereignty. But at the end of the day, this is a dark kingdom that we live in, and we are agents of the light all of these things are growing these these world leaders are continuing to be more and more corrupt as history goes on it's becoming more and more about money and less and less about integrity it's becoming more amount more money about for the sake of just being in power and less about what you do with the power when you have it (laughs) case in point there are no term limits in the united states government for congress and senate We got people that have been in there for decades upon decades upon decades. And they're only there because they are running in elections after elections after elections. Not to do anything positive for our nation. Just to get elected for the next time around. Would you agree with that statement? On both sides. On every side. Even the Green Party. (laughs) Just including everybody in the conversation here. (laughs) Scene number two. Scene number two, the second creature that is like an ox or like a calf. This is a picture of uh, each creature, by the way, has an arrow, not, not an arrow from their body, but each creature is, can be pointed to something about Jesus. I mean, you guys understand that everything's about Jesus beginning, end, and the middle. Jesus is the lion of Judah. The first creature had a likeness of a lion. The second is a likeness of an ox or a calf jesus was the sacrifice that was given and that was also something that we can recognize the second creature had a rider with a sword representing slaughter and bloodshed and killing people this too will come with tribulation but it's been happening since the beginning of history right this horse uh, the second horse had been an agent of war ever since the red one that has come forward now I don't want you to be confused. I do believe that the white horse, red horse, black horse, pale horse horse are going to do something way more significant than they've ever done before, still in the future. But I just I think that they've been working. Revelation is not like it starts here and it goes to there, right? Revelation is this comprehensive thing that when you put it all together. It's kind of like God in the way that it's outside of space and time. It's all of it. And when you try to limit it, you go, well, what about this event? Well, what about that that happened over there? And, and it's hard to reconcile it all. I've taught Revelation probably eight to ten times in the ten years that I've been pastoring, senior pastoring. Believe it or not, I didn't do Revelation series when I was a children's pastor. So... <laughs> but the first time I taught Revelation was I I was going through a book called Revelation Unveiled and I was teaching a bunch of high school kids in uh, Springfield, uh, Missouri when I was in Bible college and boy oh boy did we have some adventures in that one. Those kids are probably still confused. The point is every time I come at Revelation I have to come at it from a different angle because something new has jumped out at me. Scene number three the third creature speaks. The third creature had the face like a man. Of course, the, the nod to Jesus or the symbolism to Jesus is Jesus was a human being, the Son of God, and also fully, fully God and fully man. And it's a very significant feature of uh, his ministry upon the earth and how he made us access made we could be access, uh, have access to, to the Father. The rider in this one on the black horse had scales. That represents commerce and the economic system and all of the problems that go with that. Corruption, poverty, debt, inflation, <laughs> boom and bust, unemployment, gas prices. That's not in my notes, but I just put it in there. But gas prices are going down, really? They went back up today. <laughs> just wait. It's kind of like, like the weather. Is it North Carolina? They say, it's a beautiful day. Well, just wait. Tomorrow will be worse. It, it'll be raining or something like that. Wait 10 minutes or something like that. It talks about this economic crisis. Again, I want to bring you back to the idea that we've had economic crises, depressions, recessions, all of these other shuns that have happened over the course of human history. Famines in the land, people dying because they don't have enough money to put food on the table all over the world. But I believe this is an accelerated process and the closer we get to the end, the worse it will get. And during the times of tribulation, it will be so pronounced and so extreme that there'll be no doubt of what actually is going on. The fourth scene is this, like an eagle. The eagle's rider was a pale horse or a green horse, depending on what translation you're reading. Every human being is subject to death at some point. That's what the Bible says. We're all given, uh, is appointed a man who wants to die, and then the judgment. People die of disease, famine, war, accident, natural disasters. We all face it at some point in our life unless Jesus returns before we face that. Now, all that being said, I've got a couple things I want to get to. Revelation chapter 6, we go to the sixth seal. This is something that uh, I want some discussion if we can. Revelation chapter 6, verse uh, 12. I watched as the Lamb... Broke the sixth seal, and there was a great earthquake. The sun became as dark as black cloth, the moon became as red as blood. Then the stars of the sky fell to the earth like green figs falling from a tree shaken by a strong wind. The sky was rolled up like a scroll, and all the mountains and the islands were moved from their places. Then everyone The kings of the earth, the rulers, the generals, the wealthy, the powerful, and every slave and free person all hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains. They cried to the mountains and the rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of the one who sits on the throne from the wrath of the lamb for the great day of their wrath has come and who is able to survive. Great earthquake. Now, I believe the horses or carrying on, or at least the things mentioned in Revelation, death, governments, economic problems, these things are happening now. Whether officially the horse has been released, the bottom line is all of those things are happening now. The great earthquake is yet to come. There have been great earthquakes, but not great earthquakes like this. 200 years ago, half the world went dark. The Tamboro volcano in what is now Indonesia blew up, blew its top in April 1815, killing more than 60,000 people. It turned summer into winter across much of the Northern Hemisphere, and it was considered the largest eruption to have occurred in 750 years. In 2010, there was another volcanic eruption in Iceland that grounded thousands of travelers in six continents for days on end. Now... I bring that to your attention because earthquakes and volcanoes are connected. Did you know that? What is the cause of an earthquake? Shifting in the plates of the world, right? Fault lines. How did plates get in place? Why, are they, why do they have that going on? Geology test. Magma. Because beneath the surface of the world, the crust of the earth, there's molten lava. And where does molten lava spit out of? Volcanoes and volcanoes erupt whenever they want. (laughs) As a matter of fact, geologists and scientists have been scratching their heads, studying. They they literally go into the volcano, the mouth of the volcanoes, the ones that are dormant and they take samples and they walk around and they study and they study and they study. Matter of fact, I heard a, a survival podcast about a group of geologists that were studying this volcano and it began to rumble and Basically, they had about six hours. They were in this volcano. When I say volcano, I don't mean the, the, the science project volcano. They were two miles from any side of the crater in the middle, digging through this rock and taking samples. They had like a little lab that was parked next to them, next to a jeep. So that's what I'm talking about. It's land, and it starts to rumble. What happens when an earthquake happens? It rumbles. So, earthquakes beneath the surface move that lava around and begin to make that motion happen in such a way that volcanoes decide that they need to spit up. They need to blow up, right? So what happened is, at least for these people to finish the story, uh, there were eight of them, six of them died, two got away. Anyway, sorry to throw that one on you. Uh, it's, <laughs> two survived. Okay. <laughs> Just don't stand in the middle of a volcano. Uh <laughs> side note, (laughs) I'm not going to do that for a living. Um, At the end of the day, they have really been trying to figure out when volcanoes will erupt, because it sure would be nice if we just make everybody move before this happens. Did you know that there are millions of people that live near volcanoes? It's beautiful. It's lush. It's, it's, it's a very vibrant part of the, uh, the, the Earth's atmosphere. Why? Because it burned to the ground the last time it, it erupted and volcanic ash and lava is very fertile land, the soil. Now, all that being said is, at some point, there's somewhere between eight to 10 volcanoes that can have such an eruption that can make the world go dark. Half of it went dark, 200 years ago and a couple of them are in the United States now I don't want to hate on California but the fault line in California is the worst one but did you also know there is one in the Middle East the Dead Sea is as low as it is because the fault line that falls down through the Middle East in that valley of Palestine that goes down to Dead Sea there's rapids that goes from the Jordan River to the Dead Sea It goes down 1,200 feet like that. So if you really want to ride some rapids, go to the Jordan River as it's going into the Dead Sea. All that being said, revelation. There was a great earthquake. When there's a great earthquake, volcanoes go with me. The sun becomes dark as a black cloth. How? All the ash in the air. The sun didn't become dark you know, sometimes we've heard people talk about the sun and its life, and sometimes we thought, well, the end of the world can't happen because the sun is just burning. It's not going to burn out. They're saying that's got, it's got millions of years left, right? It doesn't need to. We go into an arctic winter for a period of time. What happens when the sun goes dark like a black cloth? Well, here's the other thing that it says, that the moon becomes as red as blood now the moon didn't turn to blood but the glow of the moon through the ash looks like blood some have sent me emails and texts and tagged me there's another blood moon pastor it's here they found another red heifer in israel it's here And, and, and that's stuff to get excited about. Get excited. But at the end of the day, these natural, sovereign God-controlled events, when they happen, they cause other things to happen. The great earthquake darkens the sun because the plume of ash that's all over the world. The great earthquake that has the plume of ash all over the world now turns the, blood, the, the moon to look like blood. The stars begin to fall from the sky like green figs. Are there stars falling from the sky, do you think? What's fallen? Molten rock. With me? Could stars from the sky fall from the sky? Sure. But did you know stars are gaseous bubbles? I mean they're just balls of fire. Meteors and stuff, those are rocks. But volcanoes go. And then, like figs that fall during the summer, that's the the picture here that the Revelator, John the Revelator, is writing. The sky was rolled up like a scroll, and all of the mountains and all of the islands were moved from their places. Did you also know that they have discovered that there used to only be, they believe, there used to only be one continent? That during the flood is when we found the different continents became different places. The water was reset in our world. So now we see a shifting in the continents. The first trumpet, where we'll go to next. Here again, with the same principle, we look at the first trumpet that leads to the second trumpet and the third and the fourth. In verse 6 of chapter 8, Then the seven angels and the seven trumpets prepared to blow their mighty blast. The first angel blew his trumpet. Hail and fire mixed with blood were thrown down on the earth. One-third, what looks like blood? Lava. Okay. One-third of the earth was set on fire. One-third of the trees were burned. And all the green grass was burned. Also, for your consideration... There's another way that blood could fall from the sky. What do you think that might be? You remember, the, remember, <laughs> you remember the picture I showed you of the birds falling from the sky, right? How many of you guys saw the movie, the um, award-winning movie that was out not long ago called Sharknado. And the idea is the tornado picks up the sharks and they're eating the birds in the air and they're falling. Anyway, I don't think it's sharks. I don't think it's a sharknado. But at the end of the day, if animals and creatures and birds are dying in the air, then it might feel like blood is falling from the sky. You with me? I, I need to move forward to this last exercise. I'm gonna come back to trumpets later. No, 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 I'm gonna blow through it. We got more stuff to talk about next week. The second angel blew the trumpet, and a great mountain of fire was thrown into the sea. Now, I do believe this is a a meteor that comes and hits the sea. One-third of the water in the sea became blood. Why? Because the creatures all died and bleeded, okay? Uh, One-third of all things living in the sea died, and one-third of the ships on the sea were also destroyed. Then a third angel blew his trumpet, and a great star fell from the sky, burning like a torch fell into one third of the rivers and springs and waters and the name of the star was bitterness or wormwood it made one third of the water bitter many people died drinking from bitter water now that could be a star could be a chemical weapon you with me? okay now the population of the earth is moving around during this time They're finding themselves in the safest places, which Jesus said, run from the cities and to the hills when you see these things coming. So what do you think people that are rebelling against God are going to do? Run to the city. Jesus said run from the city, so let's go to the city. Let's find the biggest city that we can go to and live there. And that's how our world operates, right? They set up these urban areas and tent cities and stuff. Anyway, everybody runs to the cities. Uh, Take out in your seat backs in front of you, um, piece of paper, the missions thing, because it's blank on the back. We're going to do a drawing exercise. Ready? Got five minutes. Drawing exercise. Take it home with you, or you put your name on it, give it to me. Make fun of it later. Hey, you know what? I want you to give it to me because I can put them up there on a screen next week. That would be fun. Don't put your name on it, though, unless you really want to. Which, by the way, if a third of the sun goes dark, if we don't have vitamin D, which comes from the sun, and supplements, I guess, at CVS, which probably isn't really vitamin D. uh, You know, if somebody's really sick in the hospital, what do they do with them? They roll them out into the courtyard to get the sun, vitamin D. Did you know if you don't have enough vitamin D, number one, plant life begins to suffer and famine strikes. Humanity begins to suffer because if you don't have enough vitamin D, it leads to heart condition and something called rickets. Your bones get weak. Anyway. So if you're picturing a third of the sun has gone away, now you got weak bones and a heart condition. And I'm just telling you, the rapture sounded better and better to me every day. As long as I get to go on the first bus, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's, let's read about these locusts. I've always tried to picture it in my mind. And I got some pictures I'll show you in just a minute. When he opened, uh, when he opened it, verse 9, I'm going to read it slow, and you can draw. The locusts came from the smoke and descended on the earth. They were given power to sting like scorpions. Go ahead and start drawing. Locusts, that's the first word. Locusts, draw all locusts. Power to sting like scorpions. Locusts, power to sting like scorpions. They looked like horses prepared for battle. Add that to your locust. Horses prepared for battle. They had what looked like gold crowns on their heads. Now, while you're drawing, I don't know if you've ever seen a locust, but I'm having a hard time figuring out how he caught this thing and looked at it long enough to get this picture. But if you've ever had a vision from God, then you understand it's almost, it's it's a unique thing, and you can see it, specific things, and remember specific things. They wore armor made of iron. Oh, I skipped this part. They had hair like women's hair. (laughs) Teeth like a lion. Wore armor made of iron, their wings roared like an army of chariots rushing into battle. They had tails that stung like scorpions. And it goes on to talk about that. So locusts looked like horses prepared for battle. Gold crowns on their heads. Faces that looked like human faces. Yeah, you got to add that on there creepy looking thing you know thank god it was little (laughs) thank god it doesn't say they were the size of a horse anyway we're not here remember their rings warred like an army of chariots they had tails that stung like scorpions armor made from iron teeth like a lion and woman's hair beautiful Done, Here's some artist renderings to help you out. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> oh goodness, gracious! <laughs> now that one is the size of a horse. Check this one out. <laughs> I mean, it it has all the stuff that it says, right? creepy all right now think about it John did what a helicopter was tail of a scorpion breastplates of iron teeth of a lion faces of men crown of gold wings with the sound of army of a horse-drawn chariot I just want you to think outside the box here he sees this now how As it said in scripture, the scorpion could sting people for five months and they wished they would die and death would run from them. Sound like a bomb, chemical warfare that could be dropped upon the people that would poison them in such a way. Now why would death run from them? Maybe because all the guns in the world are gone. Maybe because of the systems that are in place. Everybody's run to the city and now they're under constant watch by the Antichrist and the government that he runs. But you see how this could be, for us to think of a locust, is hard to believe. Also, did you know that they have drone technology that swarm technology nowadays? Did you know that they can make drones that are the size of a locust? Right now. I joked about Uh, them hitting you with the vaccine with a drone as a joke a while back but at the end of the day they have this technology today so it may not even be that it could be that drone technology that could be used in that way to harm people now that's all i got if you drew something that's worth seeing Bring your papers up at the end of class and put them on on the front row and uh, I'll share them with the the class next week. Thank you for coming to Pastor's Prophecy Hour. God bless you. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, give us the strength we need to make it through the week and may uh, the joy of the Lord come in the morning and God just bring us back here safe on Sunday and uh, ready to worship. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a five-star rating and review. If you'd like to hear more, be sure to subscribe to Pastor's Prophecy Hour on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. If you'd like to hear more from Greater Life Church, including our Sunday morning services, go to our website, greaterlife.church.